Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Living Room. I'm excited to have this new neighborhood segment with a friend of mine, Eric Aroka. Eric and I met through the National Speakers Association a few years back, and he and I have stayed connected through social media, despite our many travels in lots of different places. Eric has spent years motivating and inspiring audiences to live the life they have always imagined. After a successful sales career, he is now known as the go-to motivational keynote expert for corporate and association markets that want their people to improve their leadership, corporate culture, and help them live the life they have always imagined. He works with lots of audiences, large and small, and he likes to take them on the ride of a life-changing truth that living the life they've imagined is within their reach. And so I think I'd like to start there with you, Eric. You have a book, you've built a brand around living the life you've always imagined. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, by the way. It's great to be here with you this morning. Uh, Live the life is just a great thing. Um, Many years ago, when I started uh, on this quest, this new career, I just kept thinking about what would my message be and living the life that I've always imagined just kept coming back to my mind. And it's it's really a way of thinking. Um, because a lot of people have the misconception that living the life is like, if, for example, you do a lot of traveling, right? So it's a lot about, Hey, you get to be in hotels and you're away from your kids and you don't have to worry about your family and you get to go out to eat every night and you're you, right. So people have that misconception that that's living the life when in reality, living the life is how do you handle obstacles? How do you handle challenges in your life? That's really a what living the life is all about. And so I really teach four key principles that help people to live that life that they have always imagined. And those key principles are, are real simple um, to to talk about, but they're very hard to do, right? Well, yeah. And I think that each of us have an idea in our head about what we want from life or a goal that we want to attain, or we think that we want to go do other things when at the end of the day, it's not the going and doing that ends up bringing us the greatest success. It's the relationships we have. And it's also the ways that we as individuals decide to take on some of those challenges. But wouldn't you say that each of us have some of those challenges that we have to figure out how to overcome and that part of that process is figuring out how to help each other do the same thing? Yeah, that's exactly right. If if you can wrap yourself around um, people that want you to succeed, that true, there's nothing in it for them. They just want you to be successful at whatever it is you do. Maybe you want to be a great mom, a great dad, a great grandparent. I'm a brand new grandparent. Oh, wow. I want to be the best grandparent I can be, right? And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's how to get over those obstacles. So the four key principles are, are, like I said, they're very basic. And the first one is dreaming more. Because um, I was just with uh, about 500 uh, elementary school kids yesterday, right? <laughs> Tough crowd. It is. But it was really interesting because they all have dreams, Right. And what yeah. happens as we get older? We're, we're told what? Not to chase your dreams, but the dreams are, are childish, that you need to be realistic, that you need to you need to buckle down and, and do the right things. Right. And so we're taught not to dream as we get older. So the first thing is to dream more. The second one is to learn more. There's a statistic that says that by the time we're five years old, we've learned 85 percent of everything that we're going to learn in life. Mm. 
Now that's kind of depressing, right? Because <laughs> I'm almost 50. But learning more is key. So always being in pursuit of learning something new. So if I want to be the best grandparent, as an example, then I need to learn what that is. I need to maybe emulate my grandparents and do the things that they did that I loved for my grandchild. Uh, the third one is doing more. You have to be willing to do more today than you did yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's great to feel inspired, right? You do that to your audiences. I do it with my audiences. But inspiration without work is meaningless. It's just a nice feeling. Right. And so we have to be willing to do more than we've done in the past. And if you do those three things, then you actually get to become more. So, And we're all pushing to become more. As, as you become more, you'll get to live that life that you've always imagined, whatever that life is. Right. And those four key principles really help you bridge the gap between your reality and attaining that life that you've always wanted to live. Right. And what I love about this conversation and something that I think that you emulate is that success can mean different things for different people. We don't all have to be on the same track. We don't all have to be Oprah. We don't all have to be the neighbor down the street that everyone admires. It's just deciding what that success really means for ourselves. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us in our living room today. I would love for people to know how they can get to know more about you. Tell them where they can get your book, but also tell them that if they know of audiences or places where you could come and speak, that how they can connect with you to make that happen. Yeah, thank you so much. So the best place to get my book is through Amazon. Uh, just go to Amazon.com and you can uh, look up the book, Live the Life You Have Always Imagined, or just plug my name in there, Eric Aroka, and it'll come right up. Um, and then you can find me at ericaroka.com. That's the best way to reach me. Um, and then my office will, will, will do the rest of the, of the work. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for sharing some of your tips and ideas for living a successful life. I know each of us have that call within us to do the same thing. And I hope that if you're interested in learning more about this message, that you'll reach out and grab Eric's book and find an audience or two. As you know, he speaks to elementary school all the way up to corporate events and engagements. So you can find out more about him at ericaroka.com. Hi, and welcome to The Living Room. I am Jody. I'm your host for today's show. We're so glad that you've decided to listen in with us, and welcome to The Living Room. Joining me are my co-hosts, Heather, Michelle, and Jana. Oh, good. We're all glad you're all here. So, have you ever felt like you were close to burnout? Another way of looking at it, hanging by a thread, you know? We may have those times where we just feel a little overdone. We cooked a little too long. Today we're going to talk about ways we can avoid burnout. What can you do when you're close to that point to reassess so that you can move forward? There are things that really create a sense of nervousness, a sense of panic, a sense of I'm not accomplishing what I need to be accomplishing, a sense that we need to refocus And so when we're feeling frazzled, when we're feeling like things are coming undone, what can we do? We're going to give you some tips and some takeaways. First, we're though, we're going to start, first though, we're going to start off the show with just some personal stories. When was a time that you felt like you were kind of coming undone? What was going on? What was happening? What were the circumstances? Okay, every you just other want week. One? Yeah. Every other week. Yeah. 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 Today or like this week? Okay. It's easier to talk about when I'm not. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, well, and that's a real honest answer, isn't it? So we're making our listeners feel comfortable because guess what, ladies? We've all been there. And so let's first get that out there. We've all been in that situation. But um, I'll tell you one instance that 
really, really um, is one I'm not going to forget. I had been to an exercise class. Um, it was in summer and I drove into the driveway and the garage door went up and all four of my wonderful lovely children came to the door at the garage and the door opens and all of a sudden it's like mom so-and-so did that mom 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 mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and I I shut the garage and I remember it slowly closing as the little kids are you know like tipping their heads down <laughs> into farm so they could continue to look at me in the van like what are you doing closing the closing the garage let the garage door go all the way down and I backed out of the driveway and I started to drive <laughs> <laughs> not ready to go home and I kept driving and I kept driving well what happened was my oldest daughter uh called my mom and said grandma (laughs) mom just came home but then she drove away and she's not answering her cell phone (laughs) and so my mom calls me to say where 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 are you going what's going on um it it was a moment where I was just like not ready to go home and uh it, it took me it took me about uh well, if I'm being honest, it took me two hours to head back home. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and I ha- it gave me some time to think about it. My husband came home from work, and uh, Mom called him at work and said, uh, you're in a meeting. Uh, Jody just, she's driving north, you know. And what was funny is I wasn't, well, what, it, nothing is funny about that. And I, But I'm telling you the raw honest truth that that's, that's what I did. Um, I went, okay, here, I, I got to Park City, which is about 45 minutes away from my wow. home, and uh, decided to go into the Walmart because I was in my jazzercise pants. And you can't <laughs> go places if you don't have underwear. And I didn't, I just had my jazzercise pants on. So I went into Walmart so that I could purchase a package of underwear so that I could feel like, okay, I've got some undies on and now I'm not, you know, just in my jazz pants. <laughs> so my brain was oh not connected. So while I'm in Walmart oh, with my funny. cart, with my bag of underwear, or my, you know, my package of underwear, I'm just like, Jody, what are you doing? Where are you going to go? You know, what, what's your plan? I didn't have a plan. I just knew I needed some space to breathe. And so oh. I called a friend from Walmart and um, <laughs> said, okay, this is what I've done. I went home. The kids were all, ah, and I wasn't ready to go home. So I started to drive north. I'm at Walmart and I've got a sack of underwear in my cart and I don't know where I'm going. And she said, she just started to laugh. And she's like, well, why, why are you worried about underwear right now? And I said, well, because I can't go anywhere because I'm in jazzercise pants. And, and uh, she just said, you know what? I'm so glad to know that you're so human. And thank you for calling me because I've had one of those days, you know, just the other day. And uh, just her listening to me, you know, brought me back to earth, calmed me down. My husband then called. I answered the phone. He'd been trying to call a couple times. And because I was on the phone with my friend, I was like, he can wait. And he didn't do anything wrong. But um, I get on the phone and he goes, so what you doing? I said, <laughs> um, I'm just driving. And then I went to Walmart to get some underwear. This is okay. Um, you going to come home? I was like, yeah. And so... I made my way home and about two hours later, you know, I spent like 45 minutes at Walmart just going around and around in Park City. It's a totally different layout in Park City, by the way. So (laughs) I was very confused as to where to get things. I came home with, I think, a little thing of bananas and strawberries, walked in the door. There's my husband, four kids. They're like, hey, hi, mom. Hi, kids. What do you feel like for, for dinner and or lunch? I guess it was lunch. And, uh, everything kind of went forward and nobody said anything until later. And then my husband said, Hey, we, you know, let's, let's talk, let's figure out what's going on. And 
I, I can't tell you specifically one thing. I can just tell you that I got to the point of just like, oh, I just, I just feel they burned out. Yeah. yeah. And um, now looking back, I know it was the, it was kind of the start of some health problems, which now I understand, but I was a lot more fatigued than I had ever been. And this was a few years ago. And so it was good to have somebody I could call to say, I just hit breaking point and to know that I could reach out. And again, I can't define exactly the one thing I can just say. I just was done with the, that particular day, that moment or whatever. So what we hope is to offer some, some tips to say, Hey, you know what? You're going to get there. And if, if you've already been there, it's okay. Burnout is a, is an actual research process that we know exists. It's real, but it also can be avoided once we know what we can do to prevent ourselves from getting to that frazzled, worn out state. So um, any, any burnout stories, Michelle? Well, I of course have more than I can count. Well, I feel like lately um, and by lately, I mean like maybe the last five or six years, I've done a lot better about not reaching that point, recognizing when I'm getting close to that and then being able to say, I need to take a break or I got to go for a walk or whatever it is. Um, My hardest struggle right now is everything can be great during the day But the bedtime routine makes me want to pull my hair out. My kids are master stallers. They push every single button. And then yesterday, my daughter wasn't feeling well. And I know it wasn't her fault. She went to the dentist. But from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., she just whined. And But I could tell that it wasn't... She she was in more control of it than she wanted to be. She was getting some attention and she needed that. And I was trying to give her attention. and But she was whining, whining, whining. And so finally, I've got kids in bed at 8, but then they're coming out of their rooms. and They're doing stuff and everything's... And then she's like, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And then she's whining, whining, whining. And finally, she's like, but I'm all right. I have to have a glass of water right now. And I was like, what? And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I left. And I was like, okay, Aaron, you this. And Aaron goes into the room and he's like, honey... We both love you really a lot. And Macy's like, but my mom can't handle me anymore. <laughs> How adorable. And I was trying to explain to her and to him that it wasn't the glass of water. No. It was the 750 things leading up to the glass oh. of water of the button oh, pushing everything. Yeah. Yes. But but even still, there's no excuse for that. I still have to figure out because, but I get totally burned out on bedtime. And I don't Me know too. what needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's but very something draining. needs to change because it's like, I say to my kids, we do this every single night. And every night I need you in your bed and it's a school night. And when you wake up in the morning, you're tired. But even still, um, and so that is my current burnout and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm aware of it. I still haven't figured out how to solve the problem. I've solved lots of other burnout problems that I can get to with work mm-hmm. or business or mm-hmm. even with the kids, but bedtime, uh, that's my it, tap out. It involves other little people who have their own free will who don't appreciate sleep. You know, my teens, they appreciate sleep much more. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and plus I can go to bed and say, okay, if you choose to stay up this late, you know, you will pay for it. And they know what will happen the next time. But little people you know, haven't gotten there. So it is a rough time. I'm not a night person. And so I run out of juice fast. So yeah. Okay. Burnout. For okay. You, first of all, I have to say that if I were running away, I, the last place I would go is Walmart. And the last <laughs> thing I would buy is underwear. Okay. <laughs> just had to get that out of the way. I know. Me too. I I gotta do something different next time. I would have spent a heck of a lot more money than a and then an eight dollar pair of packages underwear at Walmart. It was fourteen. You got an extra two pairs. Oh my gosh, hilarious. Second thing is I read this 
awesome book by Ann Tyler years ago when I was on bed rest with baby number four. And the it's called Ladder of Years, and it's about a homemaker with burnout. And her family's at the beach, and she's just feeling so underappreciated and so exhausted of everything she puts in and so little that comes back to her that she just takes her beach bag and her she's in her swimsuit and her cover-up and she just walks away and she just keeps walking and she goes to another town and she gets a job and she just starts this whole other life where people appreciate her and oh, wow. it is stunning she eventually ends up going back it's a real it's a it's, true story no it's okay, a novel it's, fictional. it's a okay. novel but it's real, right? It's true because who hasn't at one point fantasized about just driving off or yeah. walking off? And I think when burnout happens is when the level of effort is not sustainable and when the level of effort doesn't equal the rewards, mm-hmm. right? That's a great way to define it. And Well, I know because I'm a burnout expert because <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. I have a very willing heart and I have a tendency to take on way more than I should and to do way more than I should. And frequently I'm running and working at a pace that is not sustainable in the long term. And so I burn out all the time. And sometimes I have PSD from doing something now that feels a little bit like burnout in my job in 1994. You know, I just really, I, it's something I have to work out and prevent and push back all the time. And I think what we were talking about in our last show about boundaries is super important. Setting boundaries, setting priorities, all that kind of stuff. But it's something that I have to be on the lookout for all the time. All the time. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you bring us to the first point on my list of some tips One is to wake up, to awake. We're going to spell out the word arise here just so you can kind of remember that this can be a method or a pattern to follow to get out of burnout or to prevent burnout. So the first thing is to awake, and you just drew our attention to that, to be aware, to know when you're being pulled into that space of burnout. What Remember what it feels like. Remember the pull. Remember the circumstances. Um, you mentioned, you know, you have a willing heart that loves to get involved in things and so forth. And so that awareness brings you to a space maybe to ask those questions, you know, what is it that I really want and, and what do I want to achieve? And But that awareness, if we don't have that, right, Janet, it, we can't solve the problem, right? Right, right, right. right. And if you panic, you might drop the wrong ball. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, if you see it coming in advance, you can set down a ball or a plate that's less important. But if no, you panic and you drop a bad one, okay, unnecessary yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a whole other tip. Yeah, don't panic. Don't panic. Any thoughts about awareness when it comes to burnout? How can we become aware of what stage we're at so that we don't hit that? at that level of burnout? Um, for me, because I, like Jana, can't say no to anything, but part of that is I can't say no to myself. I have yeah. 500 ideas of things that I want to do. And in my head, the way that I get them done is easy. I know, I'm right? just going to get them all done uh-huh. and it's super easy. And I'm going to bring them in and I've got these three businesses and two kids and gratefully only one husband, but you've got all <laughs> of these things that are going on. And I'm like, oh, I can, I can totally do this. And generally speaking, I think that Um, I do have that capacity to do to a certain extent, but nobody can run that fast all the time. Exactly. And so I always have to be in, in tune and in check with what is my stress level and 
as we've always talked about on the show, am I making sure that I'm living in my boundaries and in my values? And some of my values are the ways that I show up and serve total strangers and the ways that I use Mm -hmm. my gifts and talents that God Mm -hmm. has given me. And I feel like that's an important priority in my life. At the same time, though, I have to make sure it's not at the cost of my testimony and and my belief in God and the way that I show up for my children. And so um, they're all good things. My mom always said, you have so many good things going on, but you just need to make sure that you're not um, filling them up so much that you're putting the, the priorities in the wrong place. So part of that is just always asking, am I feeling stressful and what do I need to do? And for me, the best way for me to avoid burnout is sleep. Mm-hmm. I can't, I have to get seven to eight hours of sleep every night, whether I go to bed late um, or whatever, I, I'm to the place now where I've had mono and I've put my body through the yep. ringer mm-hmm. of things that I have to say, you know what, these, even if I want to do all of these things, these are the non-negotiables mm-hmm. to keep me from being a stress case all the time. Thank you. So what I get from that and what I hear from you saying, the key thing is to be realistic about what it is that we can accomplish be okay with it. Be mm-hmm. in that space. I like that. And because we're optimists, we're completely unrealistic. I just want to put that out oh, there. Yeah. Well, right? that's true. And then so you have we, to dial it back. Yeah. Right. We need to make an effort to be yeah. realistic. My signs are flat out rage. Yeah. I'll, I'll start with resentment and then it'll turn to flat like out rage. And then I know yeah. I'm, I'm approaching burnout. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's, oh, let's shift a little bit and think about the second uh, part of our acronym of ARISE, RENEW. That nice. word just has, in fact, I just took a deep breath. I know, Which right? feels really good when I say that word, renew. So we start to focus on creating routines and systems that allow us to renew. Who has a good suggestion for a system or routine of renewal? I do no routines. There's no routine that works for me. But the first thing that happens is you go back to the initial purpose. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Ask the question. Right. If you put purpose behind it, then then you can you can extract the most important part of it. You can re reassess your your desire to do it. Right. Because sometimes what you want to do is you want to reject the whole thing when you're when you're in that really burnout place. Mm-hmm. And I think if you if you can reassess the why, mm-hmm. then you're in a place where you can begin to you know reshuttle. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the thought then that we have to create the space to be able to assess. And so I'm going to make some suggestions like take the 15 minute walk, Um, sit down for 20 minutes, turn on some beautiful music and just allow yourself to be in that space. Um, Instead of finishing the load of laundry, walking outside and changing your environment research shows that that works all of a sudden it increases your oxytocin. It, gives you the, you know, that extra energy to then go back to what you need to do. Uh, Take a lunch break. Do something different, you know. Um, I sang, okay, in my kitchen when the Adele CD came out, and I guess I was late probably purchasing it, but, you know, the hello song that came, there's another song on that CD that I learned every word to, and in my kitchen I just decided I was going to sing like Adele. I can't sing like Adele, but I just was able to belt it and all of a sudden one day I was just kind of getting stressed and it was like well the only one I can think of now is hello from the other side you know hello from and you have to you have to 
get to the top of her range, you know, and in my kitchen, all of a sudden I realized my back door was partially open and there were construction <laughs> workers. There were about three nice. construction workers redoing the roof on our neighbor's house. And I just kind of went, okay, but you know what? It's that simple. I changed my, my space and my mm-hmm. focus and all of a sudden I was energized. So renew is the second one. All right. The third one is, oh, you know what? I didn't do the I. And so this is what I'm going to put in there, which was the thought. I, yeah, it's to remember yourself. Give yourself the space to claim your self-care. I'm trying to do better at this. This was something that um, I I had to be honest with myself and say, gosh, maybe I think self-care is a dirty word because we're so ingrained as Christians to serve and to give. But me, me time. So that I arise to remember yeah, we have to take care of ourselves. Nobody else will take care of us as good. True. Well, I was just going to say you can't love anyone else if you don't love yourself, too. Yeah. So spend yeah. some time having that self-love. Spend some time reassessing and actually not just thinking about a hobby that you love. I'm learning to play the guitar, and I am slow at it. I am still on lesson one after three and a half months because I have to stop and pick up again. But I, I'm, I'm trying. But I'm doing that for me because since eighth grade, I wanted to learn how to do that. Okay, the fourth thing, the S, surrender. Surrender to your higher power who will be there to lift you up, who will be there to elevate you. This is where we seek and then we find. Ask and you shall find. What what, what comes to mind, Heather, when you think of avoiding burnout and the importance of surrendering to a higher power? Oh, I I, I think so encompassing for me. When it comes to the need to surrender, it's really going back to your whys, your priorities, like Jana said. And and I think a cool point behind what Jana just, that comment you just made too, is that when we go back to whatever the priority is, to the why behind it, in, the answer still might be to participate, right? Mm-hmm. But when the, the why is behind it and we understand it and we recognize it, it doesn't drain us. No, it mm-hmm. doesn't. Instead, it lifts us yeah. and gives us the energy and the effort and the ability to then accomplish. And I think that's something beautiful about all of this. So when it comes to surrendering and that idea, you know, that we've thrown out the agenda about not dropping the wrong ball and knowing what to look for. If we find what the priority is and the why is still there and we need to honor that, then it actually lifts us instead of burns us out. I like that. And that's a pretty amazing mm-hmm. thing to think it about, is. right? It's powerful. To yeah. think that, that it, uh, there might still be 10 things on the table, but if those 10 things are all backed and we understand the reasoning behind them and the whys and that they should be there. All of a sudden now we have the strength to do those 10. Yeah. Right. When maybe if we had the three wrong things, then three is much smaller than 10. We wouldn't have the strength to do the three wrong things. Yeah. Or and they lesser. will burn you out. And those yeah. will burn you out. So yes. I, I think it's really interesting whether it's surrendering or prioritizing. It really does go back to those whys and recognizing that the need for that. I'm going to add to that. Surrendering has to do with asking for help. Mm-hmm. And how many of us sitting in this room and how many of you out there listening have a hard time asking for help? I never um, ask you know? for help. I know. Yeah. Never. And so I this is this is something where somebody said to me, Jody, I love you. Can you please just allow me to give to you? And I said, Wait a minute, I I I'm not preventing you. What do you mean? What do you mean? And she says I just, I want to be able to give to you. What, what can I do to help? And I had to think for a minute because there wasn't a big list that came to mind, like in terms of help. And I said, you know what, what do you see that I need and fill in that gap? And you know what? 
She did. She nice. came. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. She came over. This was just recently after I had gone through um, lung surgery, and she came over and um, she went through an entire cupboard in my kitchen, like from top to bottom. And I just laid on the couch and I said, "Yep, I want to get rid of that. Oh, I don't want those ten mason jars. Oh." And uh, it you was can just send her to my house. Next oh, time. it was fantastic um, because I had had a lot of help per se during that particular time, but I just make space for somebody to help you. And God is there to help us. But if we don't surrender to Him and quit crying, quit trying to control everything, women are really, really good at controlling things. We miss. We miss the opportunity we have to build that relationship with our higher power. So that is all we have to say about surrendering. Let's move on to the E, which is three words, elevate, evaluate, and engage. It's a threefold process. We have, first we have to climb to higher ground. And Heather, you've said this before, you know, you can't, you can't see where you're headed unless you're standing on higher ground. You have to be at a higher point, right? To look out. We need to be elevated. We need to, what do we need to evaluate where we really are? I mean, have that good, honest conversation. You know, what, what on my list isn't necessary. We've all heard so many beautiful uh, presentations on good, better, best on necessities. It's so important for us to be real honest with ourselves and know that some things aren't necessary. They're Mm -hmm. just nice. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard one because it is. I love to do a lot of things, and I have to have that hard conversation with myself. But when when you when you look at it that way, though, we love to do a lot of things, but do we love it more than the burnout? Well, right, right. So when you right. when you put it next to each other, yeah. and and yeah, it's it's super easy to say right now. <laughs> I mean, it's totally different to do it, but when you compare them, but it doesn't mean you're not going to love it, or that there's I mean? not different stages yeah. or opportunities, or you know, it's Very amazing true. to see how when we go back to those values and the whys, some things fall out, but even though we love them, they might reappear. It just is not the timing yeah. or the right place mm-hmm. or, Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, but I don't, you know, the stress of it, the, the burnout of it is, is so much worse. Cause yeah. like I, for me, I can't really even enjoy the things I supposedly love when they are just so out of timing for me. Or so, so that evaluation stressful. process, then that's really yes, important yeah. that, that evaluation. And that's something that I think that, um, a practice that took me a little while to put in place, but I consider it to be a really important part of, of my week and my planning is sitting down and evaluating when I do my schedule, my time for the week. Um, I'll look at the last week and I ask myself three questions, what worked, what didn't work and what needs to change. And when I I do that, when those questions, I just start with what's good. Like what worked is this and what didn't work is this. But one of the things I found is I love to talk in the car on my way to, to get my kids because no one's in the car and I can be productive and it's a phone conversation that I can have that I yeah, can yeah. get that I, if I'm at my house, I've got things I need to do. But if I'm in my car, that's what I do, but I cannot get off the phone at three twenty when my kids are in the phone oh. on the car. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. And they hate me being on the phone yes. when I, when they get yes. in the car and I've shared that before. And so I've had to change that. It doesn't work for me to make my calls right before I pick up my kids anymore because it going back to my why and my core values. I want my kids to know when they get in the car that I'm excited to see them and they don't get that. If I'm like, shh, 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 yes. just a second, I put the finger up just a second. You're listening. Yes. So, um, asking those three questions is really valuable for me and that evaluate is so great. And, and that's how I can elevate too. If I can take myself out of it 
and take the feeling out what honestly worked, what honestly didn't work. And then what needs to change is really easy. And, and if you do little course corrections along the way, if you do it weekly or monthly, then it's not a big blow up that happens. And then you're like, okay, now it needs to change. Very true. And, and we, and I, what I do want to stress, I wouldn't want somebody to make me feel lesser or allow someone to make me feel lesser or smaller because I burned out and I drove away for two hours Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I want somebody else who's ready to get in their car and to say, okay, I'm just going on a drive. I don't know when I'm coming back, but you know what? I'm with you. I feel you and you can get through it. And you know what? We're all human. We're all human, but we can do some things to arise. And to, we said some, I think some really powerful things today, how we can awake how we can renew, how we can focus on I, how we can focus on the me. We can surrender. We can evaluate and elevate and engage. Thanks for spending time with us today talking about burnout. Make some living room for yourself. Have a terrific day. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.